0: what most people should realize that the product-led growth sounds great oh my gosh george if only the product just magically and this is in the vc world this has been a thing for a minute um and like nobody's ever been trying to build like you know what we want is a really hard sales led growth (laughs) like nobody said no but human being on the planet earth right we always want less friction
1: Hey everyone, George Soto here, and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today, I'm joined by Jake Dunlap, who is the founder and CEO at Scale Consulting. You were in New York City for a while. Now you're in Austin, Texas. How are you, my friend? It's been actually not too long. Not (laughs) too long. It had
0: been a while, and then we started catching up. Things are good, man. Totally. Things are good. It's 80 degrees, beautiful here in Austin. Might skip out early and go golf. Who knows, man? We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, totally. Well... Uh, i would say that i emerged from a, a pseudo sabbatical kind of like uh taking some time off to lick my wounds after some uh some startup uh bad happens man you know and but hey like you said and I, and i always really appreciate your words cuz uh we had a really thoughtful conversation and uh you were there so i owe you one brother I really appreciate it. Well, why don't you take a quick second, just real quick for the folks who've been living under a rock and don't know you in our industry, just a little quick uh, synopsis of your career background.
0: Yeah, sure, man. So um, as you mentioned, I run a, I don't know, growing small to mid-sized sales consulting firm. So we've got about 30 folks now. Um, uh, We've got uh, people in Europe now, Canada, uh, all throughout the U.S., Really, what we're doing is we're focused on helping people solve challenges around scaling demand gen and scaling outbound in in a modern, non you know nineteen nineties way. Uh, how to create more re- repeatability in their sales methodology and process, whether that's they need a new methodology or a new process or a playbook um, or current account growth. You know, how do we better interact with our current customers to have more proactive growth mindset based relationships, and then we underpin that. This is really, you know, kind of some of our secret sauce with the tactical execution support that I I started the company because I had worked with consulting firms in the past. And, you know, they hand you this thing that you're supposed to do and you're like, what do I do with this? And so we have sales operations experts. We're doing hundreds of sales technology deployments every month. Uh, We're the largest implementation partner for some very big sales tech companies. Um, And also sales uh, enablement work. So the content that you need and, and really supporting with marketing and sales teams with that. So, you know, people come to us when they're looking not just to understand issues and come up with new modern ways to solve them. They also usually then are like, and I want to make sure that whatever you recommend doesn't just gather dust and actually, you know, gets changed and gets gets implemented.
1: Awesome. Dude, let's let's dive straight into like product led growth, product led sales. I've been calling it product led revenue now. It kind of feels like another big trend that we've seen in the past, right? And specifically I remember sales development and there were a couple pieces in the ecosystem and I've talked a little bit about this, you know, with sort of the Uh, The need in the space, a couple entrepreneurs carving it out and saying, hey, investors, hey, market, that marketing automation stuff, that's not what we're doing here. The CRM stuff, it's not what we're doing here. We have this part in the sales motion that is specifically owned by what we now call SDRs. It's not just inside sales, but it's very specialized. And then you saw the vendors, sales loft, outreach, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm, Mixmax, all of these folks. Uh, now start to sort of emerge, and then you saw organizations doubling down on this category. So now we're in this product-led thing, but there hasn't been quite a a breakout category. We've been calling it like demo creation software, but I get the hunch there's going to be something. You know sort of emerging from that what's your take on this whole product led x movement and why is it popping right now and what is it doing for our sales cycles i know we've discussed this a little bit yeah
0: man I mean, yeah there's a lot we can d- dive into but philosophically and reality of kind of where we're at today versus where we might go i mean i think what what most people should realize that the product-led growth sounds great oh my gosh George, if only the product just magically, and this is in the VC world, this has been a thing for a minute. Um, And like, nobody's ever been trying to build, like, you know what we want is a really hard sales led growth. (laughs) Like nobody said no, but human being on the planet earth, right? We always want less friction. I I think the key is that if you look at trends in B2C, they always come to B2B. And so what I mean by that is, You think about the ticket items that you're purchasing today versus what your parents purchased 15 years ago, size-wise and how sales and human intensive that those experiences were then booking, travel, buying cars, buying homes, all these kind of big things that you do versus today. Can you really imagine having to talk to a human (laughs) or interact in a sales process with, to get to like step whatever, um, yeah of course the answer is like absolutely not ugh.
1: Yeah. i haven't right. called a pizza store or a shop <laughs> in i don't know years
0: ugh right and and again buying houses like it was 2019 i think it was and i don't know what the stats were from last year it's like i think it's like 70 percent of homes in the us were found by the buyer right like all the real estate per agent there is what last mile same thing with car buying what do you do you come in last mile and i think I think that's really where we're headed. Product-led sales or product-led growth is what's the level of intent? And I think that the other thing that companies need to be really care- like okay with, like, look, in the early days of your growth as an organization, you might not be product-led growth at all. You might be very human-intensive because the product's not there yet to be there. It's just, I think, as products are going to mature, um, sales is just going to be brought in and humans, just people in general, um, will be brought in at later in the process, or as more as facilitators and guides, as opposed to information holders and keepers of the keys. The product-led growth, like hopefully with a combination of marketing and product marketing, you'll be able to get people to a certain level of education. You know, HubSpot has been saying it's like seventy percent are educated since like ten years ago. I don't, I don't know if it was really that true. Maybe for them it was that true then. Um, but you know, certainly, I think we're at 70%, maybe even more now to where they're going to Google you, et cetera. So I just think the concept of product-led growth and product-led sales is to say, look, where are we at today? Where can the product get us to <laughs> consistently? And then where do we need humans? And then over time, hopefully that evolves to where, again, you're better at getting people the right information at the right time to where the humans in the loop, they're not driving the process.
1: Absolutely. What do you think the future of The sales rep, I know you've been talking a lot about this and you do the weekly LinkedIn lives, dropping knowledge and trends, but based on kind of like where we're at today, what's today? The, what is it? April? End of Q1. Almost. Yeah, Yeah, almost, almost. March 29th. There we go. That's what it is. You know, as of where we're at right now, what's your take on kind of where do you think we'll be in the next, you know, 12 to 24 months in terms of our process, tools, those sort of things?
0: Yeah, it's, man, it's really interesting to think about that, you know, and it kind of changes too. Obviously we've got, you know, the, still the virus situation and, um, you know, it's like, I I feel like whether we realize or not, we've made so much progress as sales in the last year about digital engagement, virtual engagement, people closing, closing six, seven plus figure deals virtually. Um, I do think we'll see some type of boomerang back to where, the good old days and like maybe that'll have a little heyday again for maybe a period and then people will be like, oh yeah, that's why I liked spending time with my family or whatever whatever it was. Right. So I feel like look, a lot of what we will never go back to face to face the way it was ever. ever. You know, I hope maybe, not. maybe 30 to 40% of what it was. Yeah. Certain industries maybe a little more, but even those industries not a hundred percent. And so I think for a lot of sales reps and, and people either going in sales or seasoned in sales, I really feel like the job of sales is, in my opinion, is gonna to continue to high, require a higher and higher IQ. We talk a lot about EQ in sales, but because you've got to start to understand the competition, where do you play? Because when a buyer comes in informed, they want different things from you. They want someone who's knowledgeable, who truly is an expert in their industry, these are all things that you've heard before. I just think they're going to become required that if your main skill is relationship building and your main skill is wine dinners, steak and golf, by the way, I love all of those things. Okay. Um, But if that's your main skill, you're in trouble. Um, And so I feel like we have to be smarter as salespeople. We have to truly care and invest and not care. Like I'm telling I'm a nice person, but care is in like, I showed up to this meeting prepared and I know your space really well, that's true caring. Um, Those are the skills I think it's gonna take to be successful for forever. Um, Because as as the relationship component becomes less important on a like qualitative, and it's more about the value that, the true value that you bring, not can you send me, you know, not did you remember my daughter's birthday, but did you help me to tell a story of how you're gonna make me $2 million next year? You know, it, it that is where I think the, the puck's heading that, you know, and that doesn't mean that we're less human. It's just a different type of interaction. I think that people are looking for.
1: Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about the demo. I mean, how many salespeople have you trained and or your team has trained on this? A lot. It's a place where you either win or lose deals a lot of the time, right? Or you'll just slow things down tremendously. What tips would you give sales leaders and reps out there? Maybe we'll start out with leaders and, you know, around na- enabling the reps, around how to really drive effective demos today in a world where people they don't want to sit through a sixty-minute discovery call, right? Like certainly, <laughs> certainly don't want that, right? I mean, that's or
0: that's a fifty-minute right. demo, or, or worst, a fifty-minute, thirty-minute, forty-minute first demo, <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, I, I'm going to give two pieces of advice. So one, like as you mentioned for leaders and I, I, I actually this it's, it's interesting. Like th- this is one of there's so many things in sales that you're consciously com- wait, incompetently, wait, no, uh, competently and unconscious incompetence. That's it. Un- not knowing, but really good at. Right. And it, there, there's a gentleman named Dave Govin who kind of, he labeled it for me the best way it's that every organization needs to have a level one demo and a level two demo. The level one demo is for decision-makers. It's five minutes long. It's three minutes long. And it says, look, when you're doing this thing in an industry, it's talking about trends. It's talking about the holistic experience, right? And it's saying like, look, and this is how we help to transform that within organizations, We, it, and it's up there. Then you've got your level two demo. That's for the end users. That's your demo that's 20 minutes long. But that's where you talk about admin features, and whatever it is. So, it, it, and then and then, the, and then the bonus points go to, and this is you go down even to the rep level, is then you have persona based within those, right? You have, okay, the decision maker, there's three different people. There's a CFO, there's a CMO and a COO. And all of those demos should be slightly different. And I should highlight slightly different things based on who those individuals are. So if you think about this, it's does your team know how to talk about your product at the very basic level to an executive and to somebody who's gonna be an end user on the front lines. And then within those groups, do they understand how to articulate a value proposition to someone who's the end user versus that person's boss or someone who's a CFO versus COO. These are very small tweaks that will have a dramatic impact on the success of that demo and your ability to, because what happens in so many calls is your demo Actually, I don't think I've ever said it like this before. Your demo is why you lose access to executives probably more than you gain access to executives because you talk about things that aren't relevant. So I would encourage every single leader, Hey, do we have a really strong dip, you know, level one talk track or a level two talk track based on who we're talking to? And then can I then arm them on the nuances between the roles at those, those levels.
1: Awesome. Jake, let me ask you: If you're a leader right now that's dealing with this remote world, and you need to, you know, figure out what's going on with your reps, because you know there's a mental health component here that's never really existed the way that it is existing today. And maybe you have someone who's not performing, or a bunch of folks who are not performing up to uh, their, you know, their goals how do you sort of approach this right now with with the current situation, knowing that this is very difficult? Man,
0: I think sales has always had a mental health. You know, if you think about the pressure and, you know, kind of the like, everything's your fault, constant accountability on the day, the week, the month, I feel like it, it's always been a higher stress role now there's a component of that that's also why you make more money than anyone else in a company sometimes yeah and so you have to there is some of this that is part of the role and and some people might not like that answer but i'm it's the truth that if you choose to get into sales you're choosing to have a higher upside with a little more risk and probably a lot more stress and but but with the caveat of if, if i'm a leader today i think what people are looking for is moments of serendipity. That's actually what we're missing in remote work. It's that ability to like, you know, everything's scheduled, everything's a meeting, everything's this. Whereas before I'd walk by George's desk, like, hey, what's up, George? Oh, hey man, oh, hey, do you wanna go grab lunch? And And now because we're isolated, People don't go grab lunch together without it. I think we've got to understand that we're going to need to force serendipity for a little bit because it's a totally new behavior change. So I would encourage you to come up with new ways to get your team, you know, not just always having a beer together, but doing a lunch together in small groups, doing a, a share out session once a week. We, I think as leaders, we have to manufacture more serendipity is what I call it, this, that there's random encounters, and it might feel a little forced. What, what is it, somebody, somebody uh, had a fun, we, we do a trivia once a month as, a, as a, or a company now. And we were, cause we've been talking about this a lot. And like one of the team's name was Mandatory Fun. Like, you, know, like you are gonna have fun and you're gonna do this. Cause we, we joke about like, how do you create serendipity without making it mandatory fun? Right. Mandatory fund is like, show up for this thing. And people like, ugh, right? Like, so I think that that's probably the biggest issue facing CEOs and down to frontline leaders is how do I, I, and it's going to feel forced and that's okay. But how am I going to create that camaraderie, that serendipity in in 2021 and beyond, because it's just going to be a skill that's not going to go away
1: jake always amazing talking to you if folks want to follow you on social or go to your website to learn more about your service as well as maybe there's some career opportunities what are the best urls or handles to reach you
0: yeah definitely so you can definitely find me on linkedin i'm pretty active there every day just type in jake dunlap or forward slash jake dunlap and you can find me there uh feel free to email me i'm fairly responding inbox zero person so Unless your email is atrocious and it gets archived, I usually respond relatively quickly. This is Jake at Scaled with a K, -K -K S-K-A-L-E-D, S-K-A-L-E-D.com. And yeah, definitely come check out what we're doing at Scaled. If you're a sales leader or an individual, and, and for all my sales people out there, you know, we're really on a mission over the next 12, 24, 36 months to make Scaled, you know, not this analyst bullshit that sounds good, but really tactical buyer trend behaviors. And you know we've got hundreds and hundreds of blog posts. I have over I think 400 videos now on my YouTube or 300 videos, something like that. Um, so whether it's scale the, the website um, or go to my YouTube, we've got so much tactical and practical content that you know can really help you to level up. So any of those places, you're gonna you're gonna find some great stuff.
1: Jake, thank you so much, brother. Good to see you. Hope to see you in person soon
0: let's hope. Definitely. Definitely. I'll definitely come
1: out to Austin. I got all the, uh, the pals out there. So many people in Austin. So I love it,
0: dude. Well, we'll, we will be happy to have you, man. I appreciate you having me.
1: Awesome. Well, sending a virtual hug and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon.
0: All right. Sounds good, man.